Time now for Trash Talk. Before going on a short break, Marcy Trent Long speaks with Dana Winograd from Plastic Free Seas, our behind-the-scenes partner in the show. Are liquid cartons for water really an improvement over plastic bottles? Dana shares her thoughts and highlights, and the best option for her is to always bring a refillable bottle. Hey, Trash Talkers. Well, this is kind of a big day for Trash Talk. We're going off air for a few months, and I thought it best to bring in our behind-the-scenes partner in the show, Dana Winograd of Plastic Free Seas Hong Kong, because Dana is great at uncovering the nuances of Hong Kong's waste reduction and recycling. And one of the things that she's noticed is the rising popularity of liquid cartons for beverages. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So welcome back to the show, Dana. Thank you for having me. Marcy, it's always great to be here with you. I know it's lovely having you again and again and again, the experts. So maybe we can just kick it off with some examples of some of these new liquid cartons that we're seeing for beverages and why you think this is happening. Why, why we're seeing more of them. The most notable uh, switch to liquid cartons is for water, which is really unfortunate because, as we all know, we shouldn't be drinking packaged water in the first place. But it's almost understandable, not acceptable, if you think about uh, the desire to move away from plastics. The world is against plastics, as they should be, you know, the unnecessary use of single-use plastic. So the Beverage manufacturers are trying to come up with alternatives to plastic. And because liquid cartons are perceived as being sustainable, which they are in many respects, they, they do have great attributes and they have, uh, they are used for certain purposes and they serve those purposes very well, which we can talk about later. But the customer base has a perception and it's being fueled by this switch that liquid cartons are better. So that's why we're seeing more and more products. And I see it in restaurants. I see it in clubs. I've seen it in hotels. And it's just a really unfortunate switch because I don't think the people who are switching really understand what they're doing. Yeah. And you know, when I see it, it's normally being sold as like premium water, just like you're saying. It, yeah, it's you're not, actually they're maybe not selling even... the, sorry, they're not selling the low, inexpensive, lower value products. No, it's sure. more expensive than the plastic bottles. So, okay. So trash talkers, caveat emptor, buyer beware. Um, it may or may not be more sustainable. So I guess here in Hong Kong, then it, it may or may not be more sustainable. But you mentioned before, like some of the things that liquid cartons are good for. So they, maybe they're not the best for water, but maybe they're okay for some other liquid products. Right. Well, they're, the main purpose of liquid cartons is to extend the shelf life. And they do that very, very well. So think about all the milk products, the, the plant-based alternatives that you find on the shelf. They're, they can sit there for a really long time. And that is the purpose of a liquid carton, really, is to give it this extended shelf life to make it more easy to transport globally. Um, and that's just not necessary in all cases, but that is the main purpose. And of course, the, you know, the lower carbon emissions are a fact. There are, there are 
are benefits to using these liquid cartons, but where it becomes a problem is end of life. And that's what needs to be taken into consideration. Now, I, I wanted to point out that this carbon emission benefit is not necessarily true for all of the products though. And again, if we look at water, it may not be beneficial to actually put that water into a, um, a liquid carton instead of, for example, a plastic bottle, because you have a lot of ways of minimizing your carbon emissions with water in a plastic bottle as well, if you have to use something in the first place. So we, we really well, we'll need get, to Maybe you give a little example of that. So the industry has made uh, great strides with achieving uh, reduced carbon emissions through lightweighting of the plastic. So they've made it really, really thin, used a minimal amount of plastic as possible because you can do that with water, whereas you can't do that with other products because you need a heavier bottle for, say, example, a carbonated uh, product or a, a dairy product, that sort of thing. So you know, with water, you don't need a heavy bottle, which which impacts on the carbon emissions, and you don't need any sort of a barrier, which you also need with things like iced tea and juices and, and milk products, because you need to protect better. So, um, again, back to the fact that, you know, it's not a good option for water. And, of course, we shouldn't be packaging water in the first place. Yeah, and and I guess... So it, it may be cons both consumers that are getting kind of, you know, pulled into this, but and maybe even companies that are pursuing ESG have a perception that it, it looks better for them. Exactly. When they have carbon reduction targets, this could appear to be a solution. The only problem is if they also have waste reduction targets through, for example, recycling, it's not going to help them reach that target necessarily, particularly where they are bringing us back to Hong Kong and our, you know, we don't have the greatest capacity to collect or recycle liquid cartons here, but it's not only Hong Kong. This is a problem globally. It's just more, it's a bigger problem here in Hong Kong than uh, in some places. Yeah. But I think you are right. Globally, there's, there's just not that many liquid cartons, whereas, you know, PET now, it is, you know, finally, finally, PET and HDPE, we're finally getting some traction on creating some recycling options there. And we've got a brand new plant coming in in Hong Kong, right? So exactly. So we have the ability to recycle a plastic bottle here in Hong Kong much easier than we do, for example, a liquid carton. The process itself is the challenge. It's, it's not even just whether we have the facility. It's a more difficult process to recycle a multi-layer package. So already you're, you're kind of starting at a, a disadvantage when you're trying to recycle that multi-layer package. You said that the liquid cartons are harder to recycle. So the, the process for recycling then is that you have to actually take apart the different layers and recycle the aluminum inside and then the paper outside separately. Is that right? Yes. So when you get that liquid carton, that's the first thing you have to do. You have to separate out the paper. Now the paper is between 70 and let's say 75% of the overall packaging. So that's the first step. And that would be the easiest step to get that out. Now that's still is not done everywhere at every paper mill. So you have to get it to the right paper mill to have that done. So once that's done, you've got your, say, 70% paper and you can send that off for processing. But you're now left with a mix of aluminum and plastic. And there's actually two different types of 
plastic, well, high density and low density polyethylene, which need to be separated from an aluminum uh, lining as well. So you're left with this mass of about 30% of material that is really hard to handle. Now, some there is some recycling of this material into a product, like a, some boards for construction, but it's rather minimal. <laughs> There's not a lot of demand for it. There theoretically is more value if you can separate those out, but so far that's been really a very difficult process to get up and running from a financially viable point of view. So there's been a lot of attempts and it's it's not. I have read about uh, one very recently where they've done it. I checked here in Hong Kong if this would be possible for us to do. And it seems we just don't even have the volumes to make that a possibility. So right now our liquid cartons, the paper is getting processed of the ones that do get recycled, but the rest of it isn't. And the rest of it ends up in landfill. To put a plug in for the plastic, at least for water, right? Almost all the plastic water bottles, I think, are clear and pretty easy to recycle into something pretty decent. Is that fair to yeah, say? That is pretty fair to say. If if they're following, if the bottle manufacturers are following the, you know, design for recycling guidelines, which are getting really much more common now, then they would be definitely looking at having a, a clear bottle because why would you want to put a colored bottle over top of water anyway you want to show it's clean and clear um and if they're you know using the right labels and the right type of cap then there shouldn't be a problem to recycle that so that's an advantage and another positive for plastic bottle recycling in <laughs> in hong yes, kong even though we want to reduce plastic we don't use it use your water bottle for right you can go through the the tears. Um, we have to be careful around D Dana trash talkers because it's always reduce, reduce, reduce is the first one. But if you are out there and you are forced to buy a water package and Dana is not nearby, then. <laughs> exactly. There is no reason to buy one, but if you had to buy one and you do need to make sure that it does get recycled and in Hong Kong, that recycling would be much easier if it was unfortunately a plastic bottle. Yeah. All right. Case is done. Case is set. I I'm only, well, of course I'm never buying plastic, but if, some something terrible happens and I and I have to buy some then I then I will. But we were talking a little bit earlier that people are calculating collection and recycling rates and that makes it even worse in choosing a liquid carton over a plastic water bottle. What what was that? Well, this has to do with how they record recycling rates. So in Europe there's an organization called the Alliance for Beverage Cartons and the Environment. They, it's ACE for short. They said that in 2019, 51% of the liquid cartons on the market in a basket of 28 European countries were recycled. And you know, that's not great, but you know, at least it's 51%. But the European Commission has actually changing the way they calculate what is recycled, which is fantastic because we all know that what is collected does not equal what is recycled. And also, 
this takes into account the parts of the container or the package that might not actually get recycled. So if you look at it from the point of view of what is actually getting recycled, so none of the product that might be left in the bottle attributing to the weight, no dirt that was on the bottle through the process of collecting it, and also no non-recyclable bits um, will be added into that recycling rate. And so a study was done and they came up with quite a lower percentage rate of recycling based on that criteria than the 51%. And it varied by country, you know, how the countries were recording. So this also means that this, you know, so-called recycling rate for for liquid cartons may not be as high as it is being recorded as at the moment in Europe anyway. So we'll be looking at changes in those numbers in the future. Yeah, it'll be interesting if Hong Kong incorporates that too with their uh, waste charging well, so right scheme now we just and the need new bags, to, Well, for now, we just need to look at col- increasing our collection rate of, of uh, <laughs> we don't even have to worry about what they're counting in at the moment. The, the, the collection rate is so low here in Hong Kong for liquid cartons that I wouldn't even worry too much about that at the moment. You know, we may be, I'm, I'm not even sure with COVID, it's just drastically reduced, but we may be looking at two tons a day of, you know, 60, 70 tons per day that are disposed of into landfill. So it's, it's really very minute. It is very minute. Hey, any, any news on the new plastic recycling facility when it might be coming online? Well, I'm not even going to try and say when it's going to come online, but I do know for a fact that it is running in that they are able to run um, and they're testing and they're tweaking and they're oh, getting great. it ready for whenever it will be open, which should be very, very soon. So it's, yeah. it's all happening. It just needs to be tweaked and finalized. Oh, that's greatness. All right. On that cheery note, have a wonderful few months off as we take a little rest from Trash Talk. And- Definitely. Marcy, you you and your team have a wonderful little break during this time. Woohoo! All right, Trash Talkers, see you in June or July. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia.